Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Hip Hop, Let's Talk R&B, and Let's Talk What's Going On in the Community. And debuting on the podcast over the phone, I've got actor Chevet. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. You are an actor. And, you know, you do a lot of other stuff, too. But let's get to know you. You are an actor. Let's get to know how you got started into the acting world. Okay, how did I get started? Well, um, it's a little bit uh, unconventional in terms of how I started. Um, you know, I was actually, you know, I was I was at school. I was in school at the time, um, so I was I was studying uh, political science at York, and um, you know, it was it was a cool program, and you know, it was pretty interesting. But you know, something just just didn't feel right. And then literally, you know, one day I was just sitting in class and I was like, you know what, I can't do it anymore. You know, I have a, I have a different calling. There's something else that that's meant for me to do. Right? I have a, I have a larger purpose than this. Mm-hmm. And you know, it took, it took some time to just, you know, really reach back and find the things that I enjoyed. You know, the people that I look up to. You know, the people that are my role models. You know, the small things that I enjoyed. And then, you know, it traced back to acting. And, you know, I just made a decision of, you know what, I just want to get into acting. And, you know, I think I'd be good at it, right? And and there's no there's no harm in giving it a try. And, you know, the rest is history. Yes, yes, the rest is history. But it's not history for your acting career. I hope not. Oh, no. <laughs> I would hope not, because then we wasted, well, we wouldn't be wasting our time, but we could bring you back, right? Because there are, have been actors that walked away from the business saying, you know what, I can't do this no more. But you haven't walked away, and you are a Canadian actor, but you are rising up. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. And where are you yeah. from, in case listeners want to know, where were you originally from? So, you know, funny thing is, I was actually born in the States. So I was born in Miami, Florida. And, um, you know, I stayed there for a little bit. And then, you know, my parents are from Jamaica. So after Florida, we moved back to Jamaica for a little bit. And then, you know, from, from Jamaica, we came to Canada. And, you know, here I am now, so. Yes. And here now oh. he's okay. So Americans, he's from the states, but you know he he he's in Canada. So he's from Canada originally, yeah. you know. But originally he was born in the states, but you know he lived in Canada. So you know. <laughs> all right, yeah. all right. So do you want to talk about the projects you've been? Actually, let's talk about how you're like in the acting world in a post-pandemic culture because a lot of things are shut down, but now in Canada, things are starting to open up slowly. Mm-hmm. So how do you yeah. feel about, you know, when the virus, you know, shut down a lot of things? How did you feel? Yeah. You know, it's funny that you actually say that. Um, it's, you know, it's been, it's been tough, right? You know, you know, everybody's been out of work for, you know, the last few months, you know, four or five months. And, you know, you're at a point where, or for me as an actor, you know, I know it gets very, very challenging to find motivation, to stay motivated, you know, not being able to work or have the opportunity to work was uh, really tough, 
and it felt lonely uh, at times. But, you know, the good thing is, you know, as an acting community, you know, we've been able to get together and, you know, whether it be going through Zoom calls or, or through, you know, WhatsApp groups or Facebook groups or, or social media groups and just sticking together um, and and going through this, this COVID-19 pandemic, um, it's been it's been pretty good. And, you know, it's actually it's actually really unfortunate because I was literally just working on a commercial as, you know, COVID was starting to really, really roll around the corner. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everything just everything just stopped from there. But, you know, we we were humans and, and we learned to to adjust. And, you know, at the time, we had no idea what was happening. You know, we had we had no idea what was going to come of this, you know, how, you know, the degree of, of how dangerous this was, you know, having no answers, you know, gets people a little bit frantic. But, you know, I can confidently say that now, you know, four or five months later, we're, we're sort of in, you know, this area or this, this space where, you know, we have a little bit more of an idea of what to do moving forward and, and having to, to adjust and, and change the way that things are going to happen moving forward, yeah. right? There's a lot of protocols and a lot of, you know, health measures that, you know, specific productions have to take or, you know, now if you're even auditioning, you know, they're sort of changing style of, of, of auditioning, you know, the last few months where, you know, before self-tape was just one of those things where, you know, you know, it wasn't as, um, I would say, as popular as, you know, in-person auditions. But, you know, with with COVID and, and, and the way everything's happened, you know, self-taping is very, very big now. You know, you have to be able to learn how to self-tape, you know, having proper lighting, you know, microphone, cameras, you know, all that, all that stuff that you have to adjust as an actor, right? So, you know, it's been, it's been a tough journey, but you know, we're here now and, and, you know, we're excited to just get back to work. So, yeah. So you, yeah. Were, you were talking about self taping. Is that going to be more of the culture now? Because it seems yeah. like for a while, you know, we're in this. So is, how is the acting world going to look after COVID-19? And do you kind of get depressed sometimes that, oh my goodness, like, I don't know how to adjust to the new normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, self-taping is definitely going to be the, the number one option moving forward. Um, it's just the, the safer option. You know, you can keep distance while, you know, still performing and, and sending in your auditions. Um, so, you know, that's the, that's the beauty in it. We're able to, to self-tape now. Um, and they'll, they'll slowly eventually start, start to, you know, have in-person auditions. Um, I'm sure they're working through, you know, measures of making sure that everybody's still socially distancing, distancing themselves um, and being safe. So, and, and in terms of, you know, feeling down or, or whatever the case is, I mean, yeah, of course, you know, again, we're human. So, you know, this, this element of surprise was, was very, you know, it was, it was frightening in a sense. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've been able to, you know, adjust and, you know, just, just constantly remind myself that, you know, life has a funny way of throwing, you know, curveballs at you, right? So, you know, you got to just, 
you know, keep your head in the game and, and you got to stay focused. Yeah. And things will pay out. Yeah, things will pan out for you. Yep, and it will pan out. And any new actors and younger actors coming up, it will work out. I know sometimes it looks like it's not going to end this. Well, we got to learn how to live with COVID for now. Yeah. It will go away eventually, but not right now. But we just have to learn. And I'm not being a pessimist, listeners. We just have to live. I think we just got to be real with each other sometimes. Yeah, for sure. We have to learn to adapt, right? Yeah. yeah. So we, the, the, this is the new norm now. So it's, it's, it's all about, you know, adjusting to the new norm and moving forward, right? Yes, yes. So the commercial no. that you were working on, when will it look to be, well, before I ask that, let me jump. Was there stuff that you have done before that, in case our listeners want to know that you were well known for, or did you start more in commercials? Start more in commercials. Um, you know, the commercial that, that, that I filmed right before COVID started to take a spin, um, they actually just released it. Um, so that's probably more so what people are, are starting to recognize me you know, and this this is a commercial for Odd Shark, mm-hmm. and uh, this commercial is called uh, The Birthday, and um, it's playing on Sportsnet right now, so it's playing throughout, you know, any sport, you know, whether it be, you know, the NBA or, you know, the MLB or whichever sport, so it's it's been, uh, it's been pretty exciting to, to see that, mm-hmm. so. Yes, yeah. and that commercial's out now. How do you feel about sports being back? good you know um i was a little bit skeptical when when they said that like you know the nba was coming back and other sports were coming back um because i didn't know how they were going to be able to you know monitor let's say you know potential fans being in stadiums um you know all these all these questions that i had but you know they you know they've done a really good job at again adjusting and you know specifically in the nba you know having this bubble where they just have, you know, all the NBA players just there, and, you know, they're, this is the most pure that the sport can be. You know, this is, this is very competitive for them now, right? They're, you're removing all the fans, and it's just, it's just player versus player on the court. So, you know, I like the, I like the adjustment. It's fun. It's exciting. You know, it's, um, we've been out of sports for a couple months, so it's, it's exciting to get back to it. So. Yeah. Do you ever think they would do an actor's bubble? <laughs> that's, that's a that's a good question. I'm you know I think they I think they they might you know that that is a you know could potentially be you know something that maybe even maybe even in the works and we don't know right. So we'll see. You know everybody's constantly trying to work and, and figure out how you know to get everybody back on set safely. Yeah. So, you know, an actor bubble is, is definitely not out of the the norm, yeah. to say the least. I think it would be an actor's bubble would be safer because if you're working, let's say you're working on a movie, commercial, or a TV show, you could, I think it could work for actors. I mean, what are your thoughts right now that there are in California productions starting to resume? Soap poppers have started back up now. And what do you call certain things are filming for the fall? What is your opinion mm-hmm. on that? Because California is dealing with a high coronavirus. So yes. they say, so they say, according to the media. Yeah, you, you know, I'm sure they've, they've figured out a way to 
you know, monitor, you know, the situation and what's been happening. You know, there's there's probably, you know, now a, a way where, you know, they're separating the actors from, from whoever else, you know. You know, when they're, when they're on set, well, and then they're doing a scene, you know, they're going to do their scene, and then I'm going to assume that everybody goes back to their, their individual trailers, right? Um, so, I, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure they're, they're, they found a way to, to make it work, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, and, you know, they've lost so much money, right? So, you know, they're now at a point where, you know, they really have to figure out how we can continue moving forward with production. Yes. Right. So, yeah. So yeah. you, so you're, you're in four of the, uh, you know, of the actors being back and in four production resuming is what you're saying. Yeah. You know, as long as everybody can, you know, socially distance themselves, you know, wear a mask, you know, be checked, you know, have the test. You know, I think that's important. You know, incorporating the test with with everybody that would potentially be on set. Um, you know, just to make sure everybody feels safe and you know they're aware that. You know, they're around everybody who's healthy and, and they don't have COVID-19, right? So Right, right. Yeah. And, for, and for listeners, I'm sure they do have their COVID-19 people on these sets. And it's probably as an actor, you can get probably a little irritated because they're telling you, stand here. No, I said stand there. You can't be there. No, that's too close. So all that, how would you deal with that when somebody's telling you, like, for example, you might be filming a movie or a TV show. And let's say if it's in the States and let's say if you have somebody on your back constantly, how do you respond as an actor when you want to get your job done, but it's like somebody's on you constantly and then you have to follow the direction of the people, follow the direction of the COVID-19 people. Can't that be annoying? Um, you know, I'm sure it, it probably does get annoying. Um, but again, you know, you have to still keep a level of professionalism, right? That's that's very important at the end of the day. You know, you're a professional. And, you know, there's there's certain things that you may not necessarily, necessarily want to do. But, you know, it's not only just about you, right? It's about everybody. So, you know, what measures can you take to not only keep yourself safe, but for others? And, you know, if it's you know, following some rules, I think that's that's definitely what, what needs to be done. Yeah, yeah, so. that definitely needs. So what about movies or TV shows? Are you in, uh, have you gotten any roles in those or any acting opportunities in those areas? Or are we more focusing on commercials? It's, um, it, you know, it's been, it's been commercials um, and a um, couple TV web series, but, you know, my focus... Uh, moving forward is definitely getting into you know more TV and film. Um, that's that's sort of my goal. So you know I've just been working in terms of you know getting my getting myself into into the right rooms, right. So that's generally my focus moving forward. You know getting into TV and film and just you know really you know showcasing my talent and my acting ability because I have been <clears throat> sorry excuse me I have been training. Um, for that so you know i think it's i think it's time now to take that step and and really get into that realm yes it's so time it's to get it's time to get you out there brother because you're a good looking man and you're a good looking person and it's time to you know get the face out there get the actor known let's see let's see what we can see listeners let's see okay if you had a tv show right now what would you like to be on what would I like 
to be on. Hmm. Let's see. Hmm. Has to be a TV show now. It can be a sitcom. It can be what yeah. you call it. It can be a drama. It can be a soap popper. It's up to you. What can you? What would you like to be on if you had that opportunity? Okay, we'll say a, a Canadian show, The Boys. Okay. I think I think being on The Boys would be um, pretty fun and pretty interesting. You know, just based off of the storyline and. And, you know, everything that happens in that TV show. Okay. All right. The boys, I haven't heard of the boys, listeners. And if there's American listeners and listeners around the globe, we're going to have to check out the boys. You want to explain a little bit of it? Yeah, the boys is, it's a very, it's a very interesting story. So essentially it is about, you know, superheroes, right? Modern day superheroes and, you know, their celebrity and how they maneuver through, you know, having to be superheroes and maintaining this, you know, this social image, right? And them not necessarily being the good guys, right? It shows, it's, it sort of shows both sides of, of, of the hero. You know, the hero, the hero is also the villain at the same time. And, um, you know, I really, uh, you know, I found that approach really, really interesting. And it felt real and, um, and authentic. And, um... You know, so definitely the boys is, is definitely something that I'd want to get into. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I can see you being a bad guy, too. Yeah. <laughs> would yeah. you play a bad guy? It, yeah, I would love to play a bad guy. <laughs> you know, you know, as a, as a black actor, you know, you know, the, the one that pops up to my mind is like Denzel in Training Day. Oh. You know, <laughs> sort of like that, that bad guy. Well, <laughs> I think that would be, I think that would be fun, right? You're sort of like a, you're sort of like a wolf in sheep clothing. Oh, but are you worried, like, if you play a bad guy, are you worried about the stereotypes? Because sometimes, as black actors, too, they get stereotypes. Why are they always the bad guy? Why are they always the bad person? Why are they always yeah. in jail? What are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't think I'm as concerned now. only reason being is because the way, you know, cinema and, you know, Hollywood is is shifting in terms of, you know, their approach on black actors. Mm-hmm. You know, we were known, you know, we were known in the 90s and the early 2000s, even the 80s and 70s, you know, playing, you know, being pigeonholed to just, you know, the gangster or, you know, the criminal or the bad guy, you know, those sort of roles. But, you know, with, with the advancement of, of cinema and, you know, movies such as, you know, Black Panther and Moonlight, you know, mm-hmm. these casts that are having a, like are heavily black casted films, mm-hmm. you know, they it has shown Hollywood that, you know, you can have a, you know, a successful movie that is, you know, heavily re- uh, relied on a, a black cast and, you know, not necessarily them playing the roles of bad guys and, and you know, gangsters and, and, and things of that nature, you know, we are, you know, we're human beings and, and, you know, with being a human being, we're, we're able to play any role. You know, we don't have to just be subjected to just, you know, one specific type of person, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I get yeah. what you're saying. That is changing. It's becoming more diverse. Now, as an actor, I will ask you this. What's your stance on the Black Lives Matter right now? Because a lot of it, as we talked about, 
COVID-19 and Black Lives Matter in 2020. What's your mm -hmm. stance on Black Lives Matter right now? Um, I think it is extremely, extremely, extremely important with what's happening right now. You know, there have been so many, you know, examples and instances where, you know, we've, we've had something like this happen, right? With George Floyd, right? Where, you know, an innocent black man gets killed and, you know, we make, you know, we rattle, we rattle a little bit of sound and we make some noise just for a little bit and then it just passes by. And, you know, the difference between now and moving forward is, you know, I think everybody's had enough. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, this is now a time where, you know, we have to, we have to take action. Right. And action has to continuously happen. You know, we have we sort of have the, our foot on the gas and, and we can't ease up on it. We have to keep going. It's the only way that we're going to make change mm -hmm. and, and to continuously spread awareness. I think that's something that is very, very important. Um, keeping awareness in mind, it's, it's very important to spread the message of, you know, us being again, human beings and, and, you know, not finding ourselves in those unfortunate positions, mm -hmm. right? So even, you know, for me as a young black actor, you know, my voice is very, very important. So, you know, if I have the platform, I need to be able to, to use that to spread the positive message and to, again, keep the gas, keep our foot on the gas, right? So, yeah, you know, and it's, it's um, you, you know, being a young black male, you know, separated from the actor, you know, there are emotional traumas that, you know, we face, right? That, you know, we may not necessarily see at, you know, face value or, or at first, right? You know, we're driving and a cop drives by and, you know, our heart sort of stops, you know, and we don't really know why, but it's because, you know, we can, we can die at any moment, right? We can, we can find ourselves in that unfortunate, you know, position and, you know, just to, just to go through those traumas again, you know, talking with everybody, you know, being, being together as one and, you know, continuing to spread the message is very, very important. Right? Our, our, our trauma is not a trend, you know, it's life. Mm -hmm. Right. So, mm -hmm. And as an yeah. actor, when you when you hear "oh, but don't all lives matter," what do you say to that? I say, you know, all lives do matter, but what's you know what's more important? What's important right now? You know, you you're seeing things happen in the media where you're seeing, you know, black, you know, men and women who are innocent getting killed consistently, right? There's a reason why this is why this is happening, right? These are deep rooted issues, and you know, these are issues that are not just going to go away by themselves. So, you know, this is, this is, this is where we're at right now in, the, in our time. You know, we have to, yes, of course, you know, all lives are, are very, very important, but, you know, this is the focus right now, right? Right. And it needs to continue being the focus, yeah. right? Yes. Uh, yeah. And it's not like you said, it, it can't be a trend. Okay. This year and then next year we forget about yeah. it or we ignore it's even there. Exactly. Yeah. 
And and what do you think, okay, as a Canadian actor, when you probably hear people, and people probably ignorantly say, well, racism is not as bad in Canada as it is mm -hmm. in the States. How do you respond to that as an actor when you probably hear people say, it's not as bad, you're in Canada, um, you're a loving, friendly place? Yeah, I say, you know, racism is everywhere in this world, you know, it doesn't matter if it's in Canada or the U.S. You know, the U.S. is very, you know, their racism is very, you know, face front, right? You know, there's, there's certain states that you, you know, you go into as a black man or a black woman and, and, you know, you feel that sense of fear, right? Where you can still see a Confederate flag, right? But with Canada, you know, Canada, there are a lot of, you know, even though we are very diverse, there is still racism. It It is... You know, this this racism is like a closeted racism. It's it's very behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's definitely here, and it's 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 no joke. Yeah, it is no joke, oh. and it's very closeted. And you're right, it's very. And how would you deal with that if you experience that as an actor on set? Maybe you can give tips to new upcoming ones. I'm not saying you've been through it, or mm -hmm. I don't know if you have, but what happens on set if you experience that? How? What would you tell other actors coming up, or people, other people of color who mm -hmm. are actors? Yeah, you know, again, you know, you remain. A, you need to remain a level of professional uh, professionalism, right? So you need to remain professional and. You know, there's going to be HR departments that you can contact and, and you can let them know about, you know, the events that took place, right? You don't, you don't need to be afraid to, to tell on somebody because they're being racist towards you. You know, this is, it's unacceptable at any moment, at any time, right? So, again, you know, I preach to you to just be professional, right? And, you know, you need to go to HR or you need to, you know, you need to report them, right? That's what you need to do, so. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's sort of my message towards them. And that's and that yeah. can be very difficult too. And like if you're a young actor and you're very scared because a lot you know why I'm asking that question? Because there's a lot of young actors that probably saying, I've experienced it, but I'm so scared mm -hmm. to talk about it or yeah. that I my career might be done that the next time they will not call me or turn me down for roles. Yeah. 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 You know what, you can't be you cannot be afraid to live in your truth, you know, being black is our truth, it is our skin color, you know, it is who we are, you know, don't be afraid to be who you are, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the, that's the greatest feeling and nobody can take that away from you, you know, your blackness is, you cannot replace your blackness ever at any point, nobody can, right, mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's, that's something to always remember. Mm-hmm. And listeners, I would say this, he's right about blackness. Blackness, you can't change. I'm a black man, Chavez a black man. We can change a lot of stuff about ourselves, but we cannot change our skin color. Of course. Yeah, we course. can't change that. Now, there was, a, what do you call it, a thing, I don't know if you read, Netflix had picked up seven classic black sitcoms one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. half-and-half, Girlfriends, uh, Moesha, three more other shows I forgot, The Parkers, two more, and two more other shows that I forgot. Oh, The Game, and one more, Donovan, mm -hmm. one more. I don't know. Okay, I got six, but six out of seven. But seven black sitcoms have been picked up 
before Netflix. What are you, what it was your thoughts that ran through your mind when Netflix made the big announcement of picking up these seven classic black sitcoms? I think it's a, it's a method of, you know, spreading awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, letting the world know that, you know, there is so much beauty in, in black actors and black film. And, you know, the funny thing is, too, is, you know, a lot of these issues that are happening currently, they were happening before. And a lot of these TV shows and these films, they have that in their shows and, and, and their films. And they represent that, even though they may, you know, place it to the table in a joking manner. You know, we're known for, you know, we're known for making a joke or, or sort of a mockery of our, you know, our trauma. You know, we laugh at our pain. And, you know, again, just Netflix spreading awareness to people who, you know, may not be educated or may not be aware that, you know, black film is beautiful, right? And, um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Good, move to, uh, good move to Netflix. And black sitcoms are still good. And as Shade said, to add to that, yes, there have been, these issues have been years. I mean, and then, what do you call it? At one time, there were a lot of black sitcoms in America, and then a bunch of them just got canceled, like, and. And I think I read something on CNN, I think. Now, listeners, don't quote me on this, and we do talk race on the show. Um, I think once black people had got to a place in their lives that they weren't dealing with these type of issues, the networks kind of got, I wouldn't want it threatened that they just thought, you know what, if you're not gonna stick to what you know, then we have to pull your shows. What do you think about that? That's, that's interesting, yeah. Hmm. Threat, well, mm-hmm. that's, um... You know, that's, um, that's very interesting because I didn't, you know, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I'm throwing you uh, off there. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, yeah, I'm sort of stumped, you know. Um, <laughs> because, oh no, this was in a CNN report, uh, by the way, that mm-hmm. listeners, because there was a reason why, back, okay, I'll explain more. There was a reason why all those shows on, on UPN. I don't know, Shabay, mm-hmm. how old are you? I'm not gonna, doesn't matter, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you're a young guy, right? And I'm 34, yeah. okay? I'll use an example. Uh, at one time, there were a lot of black sitcoms on UPN, lots of black. We got our one-on-one, we got our half and half, we got our Eve and our cuts, and then we got Girlfriend, we got so many of them. But in 2006, when they merged UPN and what do you call it, the WB into one, and back to my point where, you know, I think the networks felt like, and this was the time in 2006, seven, where black people started, you know, and I wouldn't say they've always been doing well, but they really started to know truly who they were and started Mm -hmm. to aim a lot higher that, you know, the networks felt like we only knew you as, you know, once, I'm trying to say is once you're moving up, in a community, it's like, I don't think the network's like that. I'm not trying to get you yeah. in trouble, brother, but I'm uh-huh. just saying, what do you think about that when 
they only want us as characters or as actors to be one way. And then next thing you know, oh, well, then your TV show goes because if you're not giving me the stereotypes, if you're not giving mm -hmm. me the hardships, I don't want mm -hmm. successful black families. I want hardships. I want divorces. I want baby mamas. Mm -hmm. Not me. But I'm then listeners, not me. Of course, I want my black people to thrive. <laughs> mm -hmm. But what are your thoughts on that? You know, I think it's, you know, when you realize the power of your voice and the power of your influence, you know, there is there is no value to, you know, you cannot replace the value in that. And, you know, for some networks to try and hold you or sort of place a, a, a ceiling over your head and to realize that, you know, you have a bigger purpose or bigger voice, you know, it can be, I guess, frightful for them. And... Um, you know, again, it's, it's it's realizing the power that you have uh, as a, as an actor, or you know, being in some of these shows, or sitcoms, or uh, excuse me, sitcoms. Mm -hmm. um, when you realize the power of that, that's when that's when they they mostly are the most afraid of you, right? Right. Right. So, right. Yeah. And that's why listeners, yeah, one on one, half and half, even cuts were cut because they started as again black people started you know it was different back in the 2000s where a lot of black people started to really grow to who they were as people and they knew i'm not saying in the 90s or in the 80s they weren't too they were but the struggle as you were saying earlier was there in the 90s and the 80s oh it was there but now oh, yeah. in a different culture where you know, black actors and black people are getting the more opportunities. It's like, yeah, we want to do... That's why certain shows like Blackish, I kind of have mm -hmm. to pass on it because it's like, you're telling me if I'm... What do you call it? If I'm not this, 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 that, then I'm not black is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just... Be ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's a stereotype because if I don't, and listeners, I'll, I mean, I'll be frank with you. A lot of people probably think I'm a white guy doing this podcast. No, I'm a black man doing this mm -hmm. podcast. I mean, you can judge by my voice all you want, but of course, I, what do you call it? Of course, I want to see my people thrive. I want to see my people, you know, you know, make it in the business. But, and this is why I think why Tamar broke down. Yes, Tamar, I'm talking about you. Because you're <laughs> the, you're the system and the industry tries to hold you to do this, 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 that. And it's like her and Nick Cannon said, it's like they own you and you can't make a decision. Now, I hope that's not like that for my brother Chevet. And my brother Chevet, you know, once... Once you got Jamaican background, you know your parents yeah. are going to be involved in that, right? Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you remain true without the industry again? I know you were encouraging your other fellow people, but how do you make sure that you're not caught up in these little systems, you're not caught up in mm -hmm. the industry, and you're not caught up in, well, Chevet. Uh, we want, you know, this type of, you know, brother. We don't want you to yeah. be, you know, we don't want you to be smooth. We don't want you to be the lawyer. We want you to be yeah. the baby father. We want you mm -hmm. to be, what do you call it, have this many kids out of wedlock. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, 
having the realizing the power in our community and you know the the strength that we have when we support each other and we are one in unison that's the most important you know i encourage you know black actors to get involved in 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 more black films you know even if it's creating them yourself you know we are creative artists and you know with the time being that it is now we have the luxury of literally making anything we want you know whether you want to create a, a black love story or you know a black action film or even a black you know uh, superhero film you know we have the power to do that we have the power to you know stretch our 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 creative muscles and and, and to not be afraid you know there are certain directors and certain actors that are, you know, that are really pushing towards that. You know, an example can be someone like uh, Barry Jenkins. You know, he heavily, you know, he pushes the, you know, the narrative of there being black love films and, and, and being such beauty in, in black films, period, and having a black cast, you know. And he's now in a position where he has the leverage, where he's able to make whatever he wants, right? So just understanding your value and that, you know, we we need to continue to support each other and to not be afraid to, you know, create your own, you know, individual um, creative um, ventures, right? Right. So that's that's sort of something that I've I, I've sort of I've sort of realized where you know, you know, I'm an actor and you know I'm sort of up and coming and. I could be subject to finding myself in those type of positions where, you know, I feel like I'm not rightfully being represented in terms of the roles that I get. But again, with, with having the creative power of myself and the people that I know in black community, right, I'm able to create films that I want to create, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's one of the most powerful things that, you know, we need to remember and we need to understand moving forward. Mm-hmm. So. Do you do writing well, for yourself? Like, do you write for your for yourself? Like, because you were talking yeah. about a lot of, you know, being independent as a black actor. Mm-hmm. Do you do a writing yourself or want to create a story for yeah. yourself or be behind the camera? Yeah, for sure. You know, I have, you know, I have plans of, of directing and writing. You know, I do, I do a little bit of that now. And the last time that we spoke... Um, I was mentioning to you that I had written a short story um, that I was going to film, and you know this this gave me sort of the, the the scope or the platform to you know create a character who is you know so pure and who can be black. You know, this is somebody who's going through mental and Ill- mental illness, and you know things may not be going his way, and you know that is a very important thing in the black community you know mental illness is not spoken enough about you know as 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 this is an example you know we again we we tend to hide our trauma through through jokes or 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 through comedy right Mm -hmm. and you know just to touch on just to touch on the seriousness of that it's it's again having the creative muscles to do that so you know i plan on you know, eventually creating films that represent, you know, black beauty and, and black excellence and, and, you know, real life, everyday people. You know, we are, again, we're, we're human beings. And, you know, my obligation, my responsibility is to tell that story. Ooh. That's, um, yeah. 
Ooh, I like that. I like that. And mental health, you're right. Another thing, mental health and sexuality is not talked mm-hmm. about in the black community and black actors. They kind of hide away from that. Why do you think a lot of mental health and sexuality? Well, it is starting to now, but still you can still sense there is some resistance mm-hmm. with black actors when it comes to mental health and sexuality. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Yeah, I think there is, I think there's so much resistance when it comes to those issues because of the other issues at hand, you know, going back to, you know, the emotional traumas we face as as growing up, being black males or black women, you know, these are issues that are more important. So, you know, I can't, I can't afford the luxury of, you know, expressing my, my my sexual endeavors or my mental health because you know there are bigger issues at hand and you know it's not necessarily true you know we have to understand that you know these issues are issues right you cannot you cannot dwarf one issue because you may feel like one is is, is necessarily more important you know the the greatest thing is is your your mental health and you know you being confident in, in who you are and and just realizing those things are very very important yeah yeah and it's very very important too and that's do you think now as an as what do you call it certain tv shows and movies do you think in the black we're talking black actors and black Mm -hmm. films do you think that more people will be open to more addressing mental health and sexuality or not necessarily it's happening a bit but do you think yeah. like you said the push do you think it'll be pushed to to the point where yeah okay we get it yeah i think it's i think it's definitely going to be pushed now you know mm-hmm. you're you know in terms of speaking about those issues, I think the the problem with, the problem with why you know some people in, in the community may feel resistant to do that is because you know they may feel embarrassed that you know they're going through through these issues that are that were never spoken about in our community, you know even though we're going through them, and I think you know we're at a time now where we're able to really put those issues um, face front and you know, really demonstrate that through film. Well, we're going to have more films and more TV shows where, you know, we talk about black mental health and black sexuality and, you know, the struggles of growing up black and, you know, finding who you are and finding out your identity. Right? I think those are definitely going to be um, topics that are expressed in, in the future, in the near future. Well, we had so. a TV show, well, Empire, but Empire ended after six seasons. I mean, I was only mm-hmm. into the first couple of seasons, and then after, it just got too weird for me. And no, listeners, yeah. it was not because of Jamal's sexuality. It was just because of, what do you call it? It just got weird for me. What do you call it? And it's not about that. And shout out, what do you call it? Whatever his name was. Um, What do you call it? Oh, Jesse Smollett. What do you Jesse call Smollett. it? Yeah, shout out. What do you call it? Even though I don't even agree with what you really did, but what do you call it, I guess? What do you call it if you're looking for us to talk about you? I mean, it was addressed. What do you call it? It was addressed there. So listeners will say, well, Donovan, what about Empire? Empires uh, uh, express mental health. Yes, they did, but you know, some of these TV shows, they sugarcoat it. They don't really want to tell yeah. you what it is. Oh, but they threw 
oh, they threw the sexuality part right in there. They did. Mm-hmm. But I felt the like the mental health when what's his, for example when oh gosh i even forget the characters what's that guy's name light skin guy not 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 uh, what do you call the other one that played the brother the um, brother yeah yes when he was dealing with addiction and he was bipolar and he what do you call it ladies or gentlemen if you know that character in empire i'm not talking about jamal again I'm talking about somebody else, not Akeem, not what do you call it, but you know, the other one, but he dealt with that and, you know, but it's a serious thing. Like, like you said, a mental health, sexuality, it's serious, but now we will see more of these TV shows and congratulations. I believe Empire's getting a spinoff, by the way, Taraji P. Henson will be in that. Maybe our brother Chevet can be in the spinoff. Hey, you never know. We're working towards towards being in, in all of those. So, you know, hopefully by the grace of God, you know, I find myself in, you know, those rooms. And, yeah. you know, I'm confident in saying that. So, yeah. Maybe, 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 maybe. maybe we'll get that. I forgot to ask you, who were your influences, though? Who were your influ- actors? Like, who, you might have said it earlier, but just, like, mm-hmm. were you into Denzel Washington? Of were course. you into the of Will course. Smiths? Or the of Gary, course. what do you call it? Sinead's, or not Sinead's, Gary, though, the black, but Gary, what do you call it? Oh, I forget his name. Sorry. <laughs> but he knows what I'm trying to ask. Yeah, for sure. You know the the Wells and the and the Denzels and the Viola Davises, and you know there's so many so many black actors that are are you know role models and, and people that I look up to, right? Um, even some new new actors that I even mentioned the last time we spoke, like Danny Kaluuya, um, and um, you know there's so many there's so many other great actors, Damson Idris. You know there's so many. You know, black actors where you know I look up to in terms of you know the the work that they're doing right now and, and taking Hollywood through storms. So you know, there's there's a lot of influences, and even you know I have to add this. You know, there's so many um, influences even in our city of, of Toronto. You know, there's so many black actors that we need to highlight and we need to you know we mention like um, you know Stefan James and his brother Shamir Anderson. Shout out. You know they're you know, shout out to them and, and, you know, what they've been doing and, and their impact on Hollywood. You know, there's a lot of black black talent in the city that, you know, I think we need to spread more awareness about. And yeah, I think that's very, very important. Yes. And we are getting there. We are getting there. And Stefan, James, people that don't know, he's from Ajax, Ontario. He was, he's an actor, by the way. And he was in, what was he in again? He, he's not even coming. He's in so many things. Selma. Yes. Race. If Bill Street could talk. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, a, there's a couple of, of very powerful films and, and TV shows that he's been on. So. Shout out, shout out you. You're from Ajax, Durham region. I grew up in Durham region too. Just in case the listeners uh, over the globe saying, 
was Durham region. Durham region is Pickering, Ajax, Whitby, Oshawa. I grew up there, but you can look it up. Just Google it and you'll see it. And that's where people people grew up. Now, I wanted to get, again, you, were, you said you did a TV series. You were in TVC. Do you want to explain a little bit about that again, what it was, in yeah. case the <clears throat> listeners missed that? Yeah, so this is a, a TV web series, and it's called um, Pretty for a Whack Girl. And it essentially is about a, <clears throat> excuse me, a young, you know, black woman going through, you know, her 20s and, and literally just going through, through life and, and, you know, the challenges of dating and, and finding finding herself and, you know, the, you know, the, the issues and, and you know, the issues that, you know, women go through, right? You know, it's just, just a pure, just a pure show, you know, it has a little bit of comedy into it. And, you know, I play one of the, um, you know, one of the dating contenders, Ooh. right? She, there's sort of a scene where, you know, she's sort of speed dating, right? And, um, you know, my specific scene, it's, it's, it's me just sort of having a conversation with her. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it was fun. You know, it was, a, it was definitely something really fun. You know, shout out to Kristen Landy, who's the director, and pretty much everybody who was on the cast. Um, and again, it was one of those. It was one of those things where you know it was primarily a black cast, and you know just to feel the energy in the room and 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 to be involved in, in something like that, it was special. And um, you know, it, it helps me remember how important you know the steps we're taking are. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ladies, he what do you call it? He was one of the contenders. I'm I'm kind of disappointed that he wasn't the one she picked. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed because she what he got. But the, there were other good looking brothers besides you. Then that means, you know. But you know what, yeah. ladies, you could have picked Shade. You know, <laughs> doesn't al- yeah. it doesn't always have to be another. You could have picked Shade. But that's, you know, that's neat that these type of stories, as you said, need to be told. And it's a Canadian perspective, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that needs to be that needs to be said. And those messages, you know, so there are a lot of black talent, Canadian talent, black actors, etc. And that is available on, is it on, t- like, is it on the web? It's, like- it's now, it's not out yet. It's still in, um, in production okay. in terms of, you know, being editing and stuff. So, you know, as soon as it's, um, as soon as it's out, um, I'm definitely going to be promoting it in my social media. So, okay. you know, just look out for it. It should be out soon. Okay. So, should be out yeah. soon, hopefully before the year ends. And we oh, will keep, sure. we'll yeah. keep on top of him. We'll keep you know, track, and we'll follow up with him in the future, because again, listeners, that he said, I, and Woody got, I did an, a radio interview with him, so that's why some uh, listeners will say, what is he acting like he knows you? Oh, he does know you, because, <laughs> what do you call it? But he's debuting on the podcast, though, the first time, listeners, so it's his first time on this show, and I want to thank him for debuting. I appreciate it. You know, it's uh, it's always good having a conversation with you. So, yeah. you know, I'm just grateful. Just grateful to just, you know, you know, just, just talk and, and just kick it and just, you know, just have a genuine conversation. So it's always fun. I'm always, 
I'm always looking forward to that, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quick, quickly, what do you want to tell your fans that love you? And what do you want to tell the people that have been behind you in this journey? And what do you want to tell your family? Uh, you know, continue to, to support and continue to believe. Um, you know, things things will always work out the way that they will. Uh, just to, you know, just to sit back and enjoy. You know, this is a journey and, you know, there's going to be ups and downs. You know, there's going to be more losses than there are wins, but we're going to celebrate the wins. And, you know, uh, you know, I work hard at, at this. You know, I love this. I'm very, very passionate about this. So, mm-hmm. you know, be very excited for, for what's to come. Mm-hmm. And quickly, yeah. to the family, what do you want to tell the family? I uh, love you very much. Thank you for supporting me. I know it was very tough at the start, <laughs> right? But thank you for, you know, just continuously supporting me and, and um, showing love. So, love you guys. All right. And shout out mom and dad. You raised Shout them out there. mom and dad. And you raised him very well. Uh, do you want to throw out your platforms in case people want to get to know you? Yes, for sure. Um, my social media handle is Sheree Lorenzo. So it's at S-H-A-V-A-E-L-O-R-E-N-Z-O. And that, I believe, is on every platform, whether it be Facebook, you know, Twitter, Instagram, um, pretty much anything, you name it, I'm, uh, I'll be on it. So, you know, mm-hmm. follow me and, and follow the journey, all right? So. Yes. Yes, and he does follow back, and in case listeners are listening, he does follow back, he does answer back. He may not be a big actor, but he's an actor that's well-respected and well-loved, and we love him. Yeah. We love him, we love him, we love him. Okay, and that commercial you're in, that that airs, that's airing now, right? Yes, that's airing right now. It's on Sportsnet, so if you're watching, you know, the Raptors or the Blue Jays, Right or any other sport, you'll definitely catch me on Odd Shark the birthday. So look out for that. All right, Chave Lorenzo, it's so good to get to know you. Thank you so much for debuting. Thank you very much. Pleasure, pleasure as always. I'm looking forward to uh, to more of these in the future. All right, and for listeners that want to reach me, Donovan D O N O V A N period. L-A-C-R-O-X-I at gmail.com. I am on Twitter as well. I'm trying to use it more religiously now. I'm just not on Facebook that much. I don't like using Facebook, but I do use my Instagram religiously because I have to, as a radio personality, use it because I do work at a radio station and I'm doing my own projects as well too. So if you want to reach me, Donovan, D-O-N-O-V-A-N, period, L-A-C-R-O-X-I. And you can reach me on Donovan on Instagram, LaCroxy as well too. Cheve Lorenzo, I want to thank you. And that's going to do it for another episode published August. Sorry, I was almost about to say July. But August 3rd, 2020, episode number 51. Take care.